Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk, July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Well, Happy New Year and welcome to Real WW Talk, the podcast of three diverse friends, Candice, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the WW, formerly Weight Watchers, plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW, what we've learned, what we struggled with, and what our goals are for the coming week. There's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, we're talking about who we want to become in 2022. We're reframing some limiting beliefs to help ourselves chart a course for our health and wellness on WW and beyond for 2022. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hello. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Ladies, I am so excited to see your faces and to talk with you because our vacation has been wonderful, but I missed you. I know. Happy New Year, guys. It's 2022. Woo! Yay! It's great. So I don't know where we left off, but let's talk about our Christmas vacation when we haven't met for two weeks. Um, Let's talk about how we did. Uh, First off, let's talk about how we did over that time, how we feel today about it. And then we can maybe move in and talk about some, some goals and some plans for the year. How's that work? That sounds great. Sure. Okay, Candace, who goes first? So I completely have no clue at all because it was two weeks <laughs> ago. So therefore, we're going to start fresh for 2022. And we're going to start with you, Aaron, because in my view, I go like this. So Aaron, you're first, then it'll be Ricky, then me. I love that you've got your gloves on and I've got my gloves on. So I know. Right. <laughs> Get, get the spirit fingers, our Bravo fingers ready. <laughs> I said going into this that my goal was to maintain for Christmas. And ladies, I maintained for Christmas. Good job. And not only that, I am I lost a total of 8.2 pounds last year. So I actually weighed less at Christmas this year, January 1, than I did last year. Oh, that's even more of this. I thought you were about to say you lost 8.2 pounds in the past two weeks. I was like, Aaron, you just really went for it. But that's great. Congratulations. I wish that were true, but it's not. But that's, that's still an amaz- amazing. So I had a couple days, you know, we do our big cookie baking day and we made some treats that I could eat. But 
I actually chose a couple days where I went, these are going to be cookie free days. If I want to maintain, if this is my goal, what are the habits that I need to do to get me to my goal? And so I actually picked a couple of days, not in a row, but like every other day I would eat one cookie and we make these things, we call them Holly things, but they're cornflakes and, um, uh, marshmallows and some green food coloring and like little red hots on top. So they look like, like little trees or wreaths. Um, anyway, those are my favorites. I love those. So I'd have a couple of those, but I tracked everything. That was my key was being accountable to that. And of course the real WW talk step back. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. out every morning doing my walking maintaining that. So I will tell you that doing the step bet really helped me focus through Christmas. So I'm proud of myself. And you've been very consistent with your walking, Erin. I just wanted to commend you. I remember when you made that an intentional thing that you were going to do and you've stuck with it. I mean, Mm -hmm. this was what was it? September, August, August, September. Uh, yeah, something mm-hmm. around there. And yeah. you, you, you know, whether it got really cold out, you figured out. You're like, I'm going to get my warm leggings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to figure this out. I just wanted to tell you that that was motivating to me to mm-hmm. see how you committed to something and stayed con- and really focused on consistency. Thank you. So, yeah, I'm. St- I mean, I'm still. I definitely didn't walk today because it snowed, <laughs> but I got up this morning and I did 15 minutes of walking in the basement, mm-hmm. and then I still have some more walking. So when we get done here, I've got to go do. I'm going to go do about another. I'm going to go do 30 minutes to get my steps for the new uh, stepping into <laughs> 2022 step. But so. Yay. I just love that everybody's doing step bets. It makes my little heart just pitter-patter <laughs> to hear people excited about step bets. You know what I love is that you're so passionate about this because when I first told you about it, you were like, what? I can make money walking? And, like- and then I immediately signed up and I've never looked back. And I love it. I'm like, when it's over, oh, I need another one. <laughs> but Erin, what I love too is that you decided that you were going to maintain. And I think a lot of us, including me, are afraid to make that kind of a goal because it's like, well, I'm supposed to be in weight loss mode. Why can't I just set a goal to lose two pounds or one pound? I wanted to lose over the um, you know, holiday period and I did not. I ended up being up by the beginning of the new year. Um, and I think in retrospect, I would want to do the same thing that you did and say, it's okay to say I'm going to maintain because I think that's realistic. Like you saying that you're going to have a cookie one day and not the next day. It's a lot easier to make that reason, you know, that goal happen when you're, you know, you know that you're trying to maintain, you're not trying to lose, you know, an unrealistic amount of of pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think you hit the nail on the head, Ricky. Like I knew that I wasn't going to be able to lose, especially if I look at my prior history, my Mm -hmm. prior history is I gained about four pounds between that week, between Christmas and new year. And it takes me forever to work it off. Mm -hmm. And so I know that I'm not going to, I'm not going to go from a four pound gain consistently every year to suddenly losing weight at Christmas. Like that's just, (laughs) I just don't see that for me, but I think that saying that, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to aim to, to gain nothing. Mm -hmm. It was more realistic. And, but it, I mean, it was, it's the discipline of the habits that were already built going into it of the walking, like you said, Candace, the walking, the drinking, the water, and then um, telling myself no. Mm-hmm. And it didn't mean that I was depriving myself, but I was choosing to say today's the day that I'm not going to do cookies, but I will do that tomorrow. 
So it was a delayed gratification, but Mm -hmm. all our lessons, all the things that we've been talking about, it's like I, it was the masterclass time for me at Christmas to put them (laughs) into action. So that's awesome. Bravo again. (laughs) All right. Who's next? Ricky. I am. So, um, as I mentioned, I was up, um, I probably was up about four pounds over the the holiday, the, the couple of weeks. Um, and I, it surprised me. Um, I, when I stepped on the scale <laughs> that first day of January, I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Um, I think sometimes, even though the step up was very helpful, I think sometimes I, I still rely on, I'm moving more, I'm moving more, I'm doing this to think that it will combat some of the other things I'm doing as far as food, uh, the choices I'm making related to food. So um, I am keeping that in mind. I'm excited for the next step up, but I know from what, how my body works, even when I'm going on the Peloton a lot, I'm hungrier because I'm working there, you know, more intense workouts, but I cannot um, eat or I cannot work out enough to undo bad food choices. So that's something that I'm going to take with me. Mm-hmm. That's such a big thought. I mean, I've, there's some really big quote that I've heard about that. Like you can't out yes. work I was your diet the, or something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It was it. You can't out exercise a bad diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But at least, you know, what I appreciate is your accountability because some, even mm-hmm. to process the gain mm-hmm. that takes strength and courage. Some people are like, I'm still not going to step on the scale. Like I'm, I'm, I can't face it, but I think that there's power that you gave yourself in acknowledging what maybe got you there. And Mm -hmm. what are those things that you can work on? So Mm -hmm. I hope that you're able to see the growth even in that because you did move more. Mm -hmm. You were, you were doing the step that you were doing different things. And now you know that, you know, the food is the piece that you're, you're continually working on. I think, and that's Mm -hmm. so many of us right now, right? Like the food is is the hard part. That's what I was going to say is Ricky, I hear from you. It's just consistent awareness Mm -hmm. of you, like you're identifying what it is and Mm -hmm. owning kind of what it is. And I have a feeling probably if you go back and look at years past, this is, I'm going to guess maybe on par a little bit below what it would have been before. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, I mean, even, even through Christmas though, for the fact that you stuck with the step bet, Mm -hmm. right. You were still maintaining healthy habits along with it. It was just, you know, we can't, we can't separate. I mean, it's easy to be where we are now and then go back and look at Christmas week, but Christmas week, like those two weeks from Christmas to New Year's are just, they're like in their own vacuum. Mm -hmm. And there's so much that is sitting in front of us, food that we don't usually see, food that we don't usually experience. The temptation level is so high and just what's in that food is so different than what we normally eat too, right? We're talking about now full fat cream cheese and and butter and all of that jazz. And that, even if you do small quantities of it, lots of small quantities can, can add up. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I hear awareness, but also commitment to the healthy thing, like, like the step bed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Candace. Well, I think I was somewhere in the middle between both of you. So I had if we're talking about the two week span, the first week, I feel like I had honored the boundaries that I had. I was doing everything that I feel was in balance. I was drinking my water. I was counting my points. I was exercising and I felt good about the choices that I was making. And I think the the last week though, I did kind of fall into what 
it's and it shows you sometimes you can say and have the best of intentions, but sometimes your actions don't line up with your thoughts. So I did fall into the well, January one is a Saturday. <laughs> like it's a it's January one aligned. The stars <laughs> aligned. Okay. Saturday is my weigh-in day. My points reset. <sighs> it's the first of the year. Like you it's could like not have asked for a more optimal. It's like God like opened up the heavens and chose this day, right? And so I was like, let me honor that by like being ridiculous this past week. <laughs> Going into it because otherwise it won't feel like a fresh start. This <laughs> horrible. Your drama is so on point. I mean, if you were going to use an opportunity, (laughs) the extra. Why would I want to go into it already on plan? Because it would diminish the beauty of this day. But honestly, that's that that last week was brutal, Um, and I did have a gain. And similar to you, Ricky, I was like, oh, oh. Um, So apparently, you can put on a decent amount of weight in a week. Um, Just because we didn't have meetings, it wasn't like, like invisible. And I'll tell you, that's what also has been a little bit tough is I personally am having to transition back to, to weighing it at home because we're having a a surge right now. I'm sure um, people are aware we're having a surge with the COVID cases and with my little guy at home, you all know, I have a son. It's just, that's something I can't risk. It's kind of going out. So weighing it at home is it's accountability, but it's a little less. I sometimes do better with somebody else weighing me in. So, but that's an excuse. Listen, that's an excuse. The do Ricky very- and I, do we all need to get a scale and go over to your garage <laughs> on Saturday mornings and we just watch each other weigh in? Only able to bring those little holly things you were talking about. Because <laughs> I do also want to say I have a bone to pick with you, Aaron, because I blame you for me eating a cupcake because I thought for sure when I saw your great cookie bake... <laughs> That I was going to get a green holly thing with oh. a little hot tamale crunch on it, right? <laughs> Only because <laughs> it looks so good. Not <laughs> Listen, full disclosure, not because she offered any. It's not like she said, guys, I'm going to bring this over. I fully invited myself to partake of this. And without saying a word. When it did not happen, I was like, well, you know what? I have to get a cupcake because I didn't get any of the, the little leaf tree hot tamale things that Aaron made and posted and I'm triggered. And so (laughs) I'm going to blame you. If anybody wants these things, it's called, it's by Kellogg's and it's called the um, cornflake reads. It's like, it's a, it's an old recipe. So just Google Kellogg cornflake reads. I'll find the recipe and I will link it in the show notes. Okay. (laughs) And it's only because Ricky, I don't know if you remember last year, she did give us like, yes, I remember them. I I, did, didn't I? But it's okay because you can't invite yourself to stuff like, and be like, Aaron, did you forget? You're not making her feel bad at all. Yeah, those Again, cookies it's... look great, Erin. Really good. Really good. So um, if I wanted to be in a blaming excuses mode, I would say it's Erin's fault that I gained. But no, I'm joking. Um, so, But I really do want to feel like the accountability of looking forward to fresh starts. I still am in that mode. I yeah. know I shouldn't, but it was very... How much do you think too? Like our step bet ended Christmas day. It was like, I felt like a little bit of freedom, not going to lie. No, and I felt very much like very sad because then I went from getting my steps to getting no steps. Ooh, okay. Like I know, like I was like, I don't have to because I'm not being monitored. (laughs) Now, listen, I'm not going to lie. I did have one day where I like set my step bet down because to go join the next one, I was, it, it did my assessment 
And it took me up an extra like two 2,500 steps. And I was like, no, I can't do 11. I'm not at a place right now where I can do 11,000 steps. That's just not going to happen on a power day. Mm-hmm. So I've, I put my step back down so it would reassess and give me a lower <laughs> The things that we have to do. Listen, it's like, look, don't we I actually, somebody in our meeting room said the same. They were like, I was going to join your step bet. And they're a runner and they were like, oh, but my numbers are ridiculous and I'm not doing that every day. So I can understand. Mm-hmm. Trust me. The things yep. we have to do to make it r- realistic for us. Mm-hmm. Right? But I did um, notice that not having that accountability was a little okay. tough. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG, and we're the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. So as we move into now, and we're squarely firmly within this new year of 2022, what is something, what's something that you want to just, you want to leave in 2021 and this is new year, your fresh start, right? That this is who I, not even who I want to be. This is who I am in 2022. Do you feel, is there anything that you feel comfortable enough to go? This is who I am in 2022. Ooh, make a new thing. So I think for me, what I want to leave behind, I I think I I can be good at giving excuses for things and not pushing myself hard enough. Um, You know, it's, we all have busy jobs. We have challenges related to just being busy people. So I think there's some times where I, think I'm letting myself off the hook by getting something quick to eat or having an extra cookie or, you know, not working out like those things. I think I, I, I call them treating myself, but really when I think about it, I'm not, I'm not disciplining myself and it's not helping me. So that's something I want to leave behind. Um, And thinking about who I want to be, I'd like to be confident. and, And I think we've had the discussion about the confidence needs to come first instead of me saying, okay, I'm going to get to my healthy body, my perfect weight, that number on the scale, and then I'll be confident. But I'm acknowledging that I really need that the confidence needs to come first. And I need to walk in that um, in order to, and and own that as I lose the weight. Mm -hmm. Um, Ricky, when you say too, like, like gaining the confidence, where do you think is like an area where it's like instantly, like I feel, I feel the push, right? And it's like, mm. okay, here's the situation where I, where I want to express that confidence. Do you have any idea of what, like, what that, what that is, where you feel that challenge? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely when it comes to to anything related to my physical appearance, and then also with dating, like for me, that's a challenge, and I, it's been something I've shied away from because. You know, I haven't felt like, um, oh, I'm not ready. I'll be ready when I lose this amount of weight, insert, you know, whatever number of, of, of pounds. Um, so I think it's been kind of an excuse to avoid that stressful situation 
those two pairing <laughs> together, the excuse right. and the confidence. Right. They do go together. And it's like, you know, if I keep putting up this wall and if I keep making excuses, I don't have to face that scary thing. Um, so I'm acknowledging that I'm having to, to break down those walls and say, you know, I, I think you've said this before, Candace. sometimes you have to do things scared. Like yeah. I, I might be scared, but I need to do it scared because otherwise I'm going to be sitting in my house <laughs> all day and not talking to anybody and not moving forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes acknowledging that the fear sometimes weirdly could be that you get the thing it is that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, that can mm-hmm. be scary too, you know, yeah. because you're, you're conditioned to always being in the phase of wanting it and wanting it and wanting it. Mm-hmm. And then if it's like, Oh, here it is. That's the same thing with weight loss, right? Like, you know, yeah. I, I'm in the phase of losing and losing and not losing and not losing. And it's part of my identity has been this cycle of like re- re- repeated, I, I want to say failure of like not meeting those goals. And that's kind of now part of my identity that I need to break. Like, no, I'm, I, I'm a consistent loser. I'm someone who is truly losing weight. I, I have to learn what life is like as someone who's fit and skinny. Cause I haven't been that in a long time. And I, I don't mean skinny. Let me rephrase that fit and, you know, looking healthy, mm-hmm. fitting into clothes that are a smaller size. Skinny is not a part of that anymore. I think it was when I first started, but to me, that's, you know, not something that has to mean healthy. I think it's not synonymous with, with healthy as I think we used to think it was. It's creating the healthiest version of Ricky mm-hmm. that you imagine would be the healthiest version of yourself. Exactly. It's also, it's yeah. so scary to me how quickly something can become a part of your identity mm-hmm. and something that you identify with. I mean, it doesn't take long. It, it should be that that's actually encouraging because it is on the flip side. It shows that you can quickly change the way that you think mm-hmm. about yourself and things. Mm-hmm. Because I I agree with you, Ricky. I identify so much with what you say about identifying as somebody who stops and starts and has all the all of the things that are negative mm-hmm. <laughs> as being a part of who I am, but choosing to change that habit, to change that identity, going back to our book, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and saying that's no longer who I am. And here are the actions and habits that show that, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, that's an exciting thing to, to look forward to. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing that for you. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, I was trying to remember. Okay. So you said, what are we leaving into the, in? Yeah. The what do you want to, what do you want to leave in the prior year? And what do you envision for yourself? You know, identity moving forward this year. What are things that you want to, you want to grab a hold of for yourself? Yeah. Uh, I think that I really want to leave the, the obsession with perfectionism. Like, I think I've talked about that as a, as a theme for me from the beginning of my journey is, and I've gotten a lot better. I will say that this prior year, I would, especially towards the end, I did let go of the perfectionist tendencies a lot more, but I'm not 100% there. And I have been able to see how it really has been a hindrance to my journey overall to be focused on 100% as opposed to 70, 80, um, mm-hmm. and being okay with some, most days or some days instead of it being 100. So I would like to leave that because I know it doesn't serve me. I know where it came from. I've identified where in my childhood the desire and the need to be perfect came, you know, and letting that go and saying it no longer is necessary. That's awesome. This stage in my life. Um, it's a scary thing to do because 
when you've been doing it for so long and you've believed it for so long, having to accept that you were wrong. Like that was, that maybe was the hardest Mm -hmm. thing is saying, you know what? I thought this for a really long time and I was wrong. It really wasn't required because there's a little bit of guilt or like um, shame and holding on to something that I knew wasn't necessary when everyone was telling me it wasn't and I was holding on to it. Yeah. So letting go of that and saying, yeah, there's guilt, shame or, or whatever I feel about it. It's still true that perfection isn't required. Right. And, and doing that. So that's what I want to leave. And for me, consistency and intention and being intentional with my actions is something that I really want for myself in 2022, because there's a lot of changes that are going on personally, professionally, that have nothing to do with anything other than the way that I'm going to be able to get through it is being consistent in the things that matter to me, whether that be drinking my water or counting my points, knowing that there's a reason why I'm choosing to do those things and that they have value. And like I said, Aaron, you you actually really motivated me when I saw how you were able to take something as small or big as walking and be very intentional and to get to this point. And I want to see that for myself and see what consistency gets me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I didn't need to have my Bravo gloves on because for both of you, I need to be waving <laughs> right them around. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, yeah, I identify with a lot of what you're saying. I think for me, like things that I want to leave in the prior year and it's, it's so funny, you guys. I mean, I've had two weeks of vacation and it's been glorious and it's been wonderful. And it's just been me. I've, I'm the only person I've had to worry about. It's one of the blessings of being single, right? Uh, well, the blessings and the curse, but in this case, it's it's a blessing. And then today was my first day back to work and it was the encroachment on my time. It was the misunderstandings already out the gate. It's the having to overlook offenses, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I could feel the stress welling up in me. And the funny thing is that the stress that was welling up in me was telling me I needed carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. go eat something comforting. And I'm like, why, why, where is this coming out of it? I'm like, Oh, it's, it's the stress. And it's, that's how I would handle stress before is I would eat something. And so the reward center of my brain is going, when this happens, I need to do this. And so it's recognizing that and and rewiring that going, no, when this happens, I don't need to eat food and I don't need to eat carbohydrates. When this happens, I need to step away and I need to go pray so I don't hurt anybody. And um, I need to attack. Food is for nourishment. Emotions are to deal with an emotional problem. And I need to fight, fight with both of them. So I think for, so leaving in the past of this past year is for me, I would love to leave some of these emotional swings when it comes to stress. I would love to leave that in the past. And so I don't know how to quite figure out that I'm, you know, attacking that little by little, but what I do notice is that when those things happen, it leads to this domino effect to my boundaries and my boundaries, like I, like I said in our um, our little New Year's messages and things, my boundaries were trash last year. I didn't have any good boundaries for myself, and I I leapt before doing things instead of stopping to ask the questions, and I let other people start to encroach upon me. And that was when I started putting in my walk time. 4 p.m., I close the laptop, I go for my walk. And everybody knew that that was a boundary that I had established. And 
uh, I want to continue to do that because I, I have to let people know too what my boundaries are. And there's the thing is people will respect, they will start to respect. And if they don't start to respect your boundary, right, then you know what side of the boundary they fall on. <laughs> I'm going to say that's indicative of some, maybe reevaluate that relationship. Right. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So I think for me moving into this year, it's a continuing strengthening of my boundaries and the intentionality that goes with those boundaries. And even that applies to, to everything in my life, including the food, you know, being able to set up a boundary at Christmas and go today, we're not going to have any cookies today's not going to be a cookie day. And I'm going to respect the boundary that I've created on this. Yeah, I kind of got the taste for one, but no, I've said, I'm going to do this today and I'm not depriving myself, but I'm, if this is the goal that I have, then I need to, I need to be able to say no to myself and respect that. And I can't expect other people to respect my boundaries if I won't even respect my boundaries. So I think that's a big thing for me moving forward this year is intentionality and discipline, because that's been something that's been lacking for and me. I, for and, I, and I think it's probably going to be very important for you and all of us to view when you have those boundaries, to view it as a positive, like you yeah. said, instead of a negative, like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not hurting myself by saying I'm not choosing to have the cookie today. Right. That's not me living in deprivation. That's actually me living empowered. Right. Because it's not that I, I can't. can't. It's mm-hmm. choose, it's I'm choosing not to so that I can mm-hmm. right, do something else. I, I don't know if you guys remember Miss Alice from our meetings. I mean, Candace, you may you may not because you may I have been Julie. Yeah, you were Julie. Or I was missing an action. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Miss Alice, I don't even know where where she is today. But I will never forget. She loved Five Guys, and she would say that she was addicted to five guys. I do remember Miss Al. Yes. <laughs> do you remember that? Yes. And she would come on Saturdays or something to go. To- yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So she would do, she loved her five guys, but it was a big problem for her. And so what she started doing was she would pick one Saturday out of the month and that was her five guys lunch day. And then all of a sudden she, she, she started doing that and that helped her put the boundary up that she needed. And then she started eating half the fries at five guys instead of the whole order of fries. And then she started doing it once a quarter because she decided mm-hmm. that, you know, her taste buds had changed enough to where she no longer craved it. And I'll never forget her saying that because I thought, wow, if this person can do this, I should try doing this. Like mm-hmm. hearing that hearing someone do that made me want to try to see what is something that's in my life that is running me over that shouldn't be. And to put a boundary around that and give myself permission to do it within this boundary. And I just thought that was phenomenal. And we shared that again with our most recent lifetime um, person, Jeanette, when she was talking about her peanut butter. Mm -hmm. I think she said she, she recognized that it was something that she was having a challenge with uh, keep eating it within normal portions. And then mm-hmm. she said, I'm only going to have it after weigh in on Saturdays, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. As a piece of toast, right. With a little I bit think of. So yeah. yeah. And how that empowered her to be able to, cause she was stuck with trying to get the last little bit off or get the, mm-hmm. the weight off. And when she made that change, she was able to do it and she still was able to have the thing that she wanted. Mm-hmm. So that sticks with me even more recently, but I do remember that story as well. But those are all examples mm-hmm. of how boundaries can work for you. Right. And I, I wonder too, with that and with what you were sharing, Aaron, like 
noticing that it it's probably going to take a little bit of time for, for you to see the results of that. Like you may not see them the next week or, you know, two weeks after, but whatever thing you're, you know, setting boundaries with, I think if, if you can have the patience and that's something I'm going to speak to myself, if I can have the patience to just say, I'm going to wait and see, you know, I, I may make this change and it may take a month, two months for me to see the results. But if I can be patient enough and, and continue to be disciplined consistent with the habits, what are the results going to be? And maybe that's why for Miss Alice, it became easier for her to say, hey, do I actually need this once a month? Like maybe it's once a quarter because Mm -hmm. she probably knew that, you know, taking it down even further and not having it as much as she was even monthly would give her even more results. Yeah. And I think like one thing too, just for us to even note for anybody who who's watching and listening, I think there's a difference between, I personally feel there's a difference between a boundary and restriction. Mm-hmm. To me, this is not restriction because I'm not telling myself that I can't ever have this. I'm just recognizing that for myself, this, this thing triggers something in me to go do other bad habits. And I'm not saying I can't ever do it, but I want to put this in a very specific place to allow me to be able to have it in a, in a place of freedom mm-hmm. instead of in restriction or in negativity, because again, we're trying to get away from this thing that there are bad foods. There are no good foods. That, well, there are better food choices than other things, but this thing that, that there are bad foods or some foods should be off limits. Personally, for me, I don't, I don't jive with, I, I just don't, that puts me into quote unquote diet culture. And I just, I don't, I don't want that. I want the freedom to be able to choose the food when I want and when I don't want. Yeah. And, and, and that's a big point. And going back to what Ricky said with the patients, when you are making those choices and not about deprivation, but with the boundaries, I think something else that we really have to focus on is reframing when we're looking at the patients, what we're expecting, is it just the scale going down? I mean, there's so many other things that we can, that can tide us over while we're waiting for the scale to do what it needs to do that shows and indicates progress. Whether it's that you're sleeping better or you're not craving sweets as much, if it's something Mm -hmm. that you're choosing to limit, Aaron talking about the carbs, there are other indicators that the choices that you're making are helping you other than the scale. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really need to focus on as well mm-hmm. in 2022, because it's just a part of this culture that the scale is the only, seems to be the only way that we determine mm-hmm. if something's working. So Ricky, if like you said, for patients, what if the scale isn't going down immediately mm-hmm. after you make that change? Does it mean that you just mm-hmm. give up the habit? <laughs> right. right. Well, it's or also, it's not a beneficial one because it's not right. taking mm-hmm. down that number. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many people who make choices to eat healthy or not. And the goal isn't to lose weight. I think I shared this before and I, I was trying to find the exact quote, but one of the pastors at my church um, has been going through cancer and he's now in remission, but he shared one of the things that he initially did was change his diet. And he was talking about, and I'm going to butcher this quote, but <laughs> he said something along the lines of, you know, when I became more disciplined with food, it was when I was closer to freedom as far as, you know, health freedom, because he, his, his health changed after that because he made, he was disciplined with the food choices that he made. So I, I 
I have to find the exact quote and post it, but um, it's not, it, it helps us in so many more ways when we eat healthy foods and people do it, not just to lose weight and for other health benefits. And that's exactly it. It's like, if we were going to the doctor and looking at, you know, our diet, our blood sugar numbers, our, you know, blood pressure, there's other things that are affected. And, you know, that's a big piece that, it's all, that sometimes drives people to come to WW. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the weight; it's because the doctor told them, "Like you mm-hmm. need to, your levels are out of control. You need to get this together." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not something that that they're expecting to have change immediately. It's over time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's by yeah. You know, the other thing with this too, just thinking about for a lot of people who are are starting out, maybe for the first time on WW, or you know, it's been a long time since they've done it. When we when we think about losing weight, when we look about the look at doing these things, we tend to look at it through a negative lens of things that I'm giving up, the things that I'm losing, the things that um, that I'm 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 setting down, I'm letting go. Instead of a, a different reframing of the picture of going, these are the things that I'm gaining by making the choice to eat less of this item, and I'm eating more of this item. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if we, if we took a minute and just reframed that for ourselves, Mm -hmm. that, um, I'm going to start moving better because my body has less inflammation in it Mm -hmm. because I'm choosing to eat fewer of the processed food items. And because I'm eating more vegetables, I'm getting extra hydration and I'm getting more nutrients. Today I chose to eat kiwi and kiwi has twice as much vitamin C as an orange. And right now in the wintertime, my body needs as many nutrients as possible to keep it healthy and ward off viruses (laughs) and things, right? Like if we started looking at it through that lens, I wonder how much that would change for us. And I think adding on to that, Erin, because something else I'm seeing when I see posts on our Facebook group or even on Instagram, I think we're also needing to change where we are mentally because I think a lot of people who are starting the journey, um, maybe starting from a place of feeling unworthy. I'm not worthy now. I'm coming here because I'm not worthy. I'm bad. And my hope is that as I lose weight or figure this out, I will become worthy of good things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that that needs to be flipped. I'm actually coming because I'm worthy of good things right now. Mm-hmm. And this plan, this lifestyle is going to reinforce that worth. Mm-hmm. So this is actually mm-hmm. an expression of the worth that I do have, mm-hmm. you know, because trying to come from a place <clears throat> of not hating yourself mm-hmm. and hating who you are is something that <laughs> is, is, it's really tough. It's, it's a tough, it's tough to make good choices for yourself when you, when you hate yourself. I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking about the different times when I've been at this time of year and I've made the change and it's, I've literally used those words. Mm -hmm. I hate myself. Why can't I conquer this? Why can't I, Mm -hmm. why am I, why is food such an obsession for me? Well, I'll never, this will never be fixed. I will always be like this. And and how many times when when someone new is joining or even you know when we're joining for for the fifth time or whatever it is do we say you know it's the new me like I, I'm going to become a new person it's I'm or after people have lost weight this is the new me this is and it's not about it shouldn't be about me becoming a different person because there wasn't anything wrong with me holistically before my 
body was unhealthy and my mental, you know, the, the way I thought of myself was unhealthy, but, but I'm not becoming some shell. Like I'm not in a, a shell right yeah. now just chipping away, like maybe emotionally, but not, you know, it, it's, I'm going to be the same person, just uh, better taken care of. You had the worth all along. That was, that's the, that's the lie. The lie is that the worth is at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The truth is you were worthy from the beginning, mm-hmm. right? You could see that that probably would help you make choices. Mm-hmm. That's reflective of that worth. To yeah. me, one of the strongest things, like we feel so weak in this moment, right? So, so weak, but to me, it's actually the strongest moment because you are having the strength to make that decision that you're going to commit to doing this again. You've looked failure in the face so many times, but you've made the choice that I'm going to try one more time. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a huge sign of strength, whether you're starting at 410 pounds or 350 pounds or 225 or Mm -hmm. 175, right? Whatever the weight is, it's not about the weight. It's about you, who you are inside, what you're bringing to this and becoming that best, healthiest version of yourself. Some people might have more to go than others and that's okay. There's got to be grace for yourself along this journey. It's been so encouraging to me to see a lot of the influencers, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, who are reinforcing that message of, hey, it's good to see you back January 1. Did you make a New Year's resolution? That's awesome. I don't care <laughs> if you made one in the past 10 years. The fact that you're here fighting and doing it again, good Wishing you the best because right now I do feel that sometimes people are shamed mm-hmm. and right. decide it's like, oh, there go the resolutioners. Right. So what? I'm gonna avoid the gym for the first I'm two gonna weeks. Avoid the gym for the first <laughs> and they'll drop out. Gone, you know. But why are we shaming people? You know, right. for me, I don't care when you choose to make the now, whether you're a person like me, like I told you, my Saturday. God shine down. But you know what? <laughs> if I really decide that I started on Saturday, good for me. Good yes. for me. Mm-hmm. Good for me. I did it's it. Because you started. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I think that's that some people do. <laughs> we have to stop with shaming people for wherever they, whatever they decide to do and just mm-hmm. be, people need cheerleaders and we need to be our own cheerleaders. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a sermon, just a thought. Just saying. No, but I think that's a, I think that's a really great point, honestly, Candace, because people do need cheerleaders and I don't know. Uh, if I count back and look at my life, I can't think of how many times that I actually did things and succeeded um, without people cheering me on. Mm-hmm. That's what pulled me forward. You know, it's, it's like think about a 5K, right? Or any races that we've done. The ones that are quiet that they don't have anybody, it's kind of like, what am I doing here? But the ones that have the people holding the signs and shouting, you've got this, you can do this, right? Like you notice you smile, you pick up the pace. Mm -hmm. And there may be times on a journey that it's silent. And I think that when we get to those spots where it is silent, that's where we need to take the messages that we've already heard Mm -hmm. and start speaking them to ourselves until someone else will can affirm that as well. Mm -hmm. But it's got to start in here first. 
We have to be the ones to generate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody has, there's a song out there that says, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to speak victory during the test because you can't rely on other people to do it, although we really appreciate it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I think that's a very big point, Erin, when it's silent and you don't hear anything, Mm -hmm. you can hear you. I always say, be careful what you say to yourself because you are listening. Right. And whether that be, let's just keep going. I'm going to try again. It's okay. That's you affirming yourself. Mm-hmm. And that voice should be the loudest. And yeah. why would you, why would you be able to succeed if you're consistently telling yourself that you can't, mm-hmm. that you're fat, that you're ugly, mm-hmm. that nobody will love you, right? If that's the message that you're repeating back to yourself over and over again, well, that's going to be the message that you start living out. It's the Eeyore syndrome. Okay. (laughs) I guess. And and I mean, that's a tough cycle to break. Yeah. You know, when you've, when that's what you've been hearing from yourself for so long, it can almost feel weird to start being your friend because it's almost like, what are you, (laughs) it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't feel right coming out of our own mouths or inside of our head, you know, just, have you guys ever felt that? Like when I started making that transition a couple of years ago of like, I cannot say this, what I say to myself about myself matters. And Mm -hmm. it felt weird to start treating myself well. I, I think it goes back to, we've talked about this a few times before, but I, I may not believe it, but I have to say it. I have to, yes. I have to interrupt that thought. I have to fake it till I make it. I'm going to say the positive things. And I think I've gotten a lot better at interrupting myself. And, you know, even if it's just a no, like, even if I don't feel like saying you're incredible, you're amazing, you can do, you know, even if I'm not quite there yet that day, I might just, you know, if I start to say, you can't do this, you're going to, nope. And then I just do something. I stop it. And yeah. I think you have to be, even if you're not ready to say, you know, the most encouraging thing, there's always something, you know, I, I like the way my nails look today. I like, you know, that I got up five minutes earlier and I did some stretches, you know, whatever it is, there's something we can find joy in or some type of pride in. And I'll tell you the last one, my therapist, <laughs> when I was going to therapy, she did an exercise that really tr- helped me break it too, because I was speaking negatively. I was like, oh, you know, I'm never going to lose this weight. And out of the blue, she was like, yeah, you're not. Everything I said, <laughs> she affirmed. She was like, wow. yeah, you probably aren't. You probably just need to quit. And it, and it sparked in me. I was like, well, first of all, I didn't say that I was never going to lose it. She's like, no, you probably won't. Like you've been trying for a long time. Like it's probably not going to happen. That's <laughs> and reverse it, psychology there. Yeah. And I was like, first of all, don't use your therapeutic <laughs> techniques on me. I know what you're doing here, but what would happen if somebody agreed with you? It, it kind of makes you, then you want to be, you can't tell me what to do. Now I'm going to have to get to goal. So, <laughs> when in doubt, just, just think of everyone affirming your thoughts. And see if it pisses you off enough. See if it pisses you off enough. (laughs) And what happens if you do succeed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What happens if your dreams do come true? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? That might introduce a whole different fear, but we can tackle that in another episode. It's our light, not our darkness. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, ladies, look at us going deep. (laughs) Starting off the new year with deep thoughts. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so good. Well, hey, we are we're so grateful that you've been joining us for for the conversations and um man, we just want to say thank you for being a part of Real WW Talk. We started this podcast, the podcast version a year ago. 
one whole year ago. And we just have to give some love to the Real WW Talk community because you have made Real WW Talk uh, the number one WW podcast, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is kind of crazy, which is really bonkers to consider that the that this conversation and all is played. Well, sorry, I hit my microphone. Um, is played out on Apple's uh, top 200 health and fitness podcast. So I think that um just goes to show that you can be part of the top 200 chart and not be the picture of the health and fitness or what we would associate as like you know the slim trim fit stuff. But but we are we're part of the health and fitness community, right? Because there's so much that goes that goes into it. So and we'll have our phone numbers and email linked for Oprah when she wants to meet up to discuss how in a year we have become the face. No, I, I'm sure she really needs tips from us. So she's right. like, okay, no thanks. She's like, thank you, sweeties. Okay, goodbye. Oh, that's nice. All right, right. So thank you to this community. Um, and I mean, this is you. This is you. These are your thoughts that are, you know, that you've been expressing to us that we get to repeat back to you and join these conversations together that are a part of this. So we are, we're grateful and and thank you. Thank you for that. Um, And also shout out to everyone who listens in Australia and Ireland and Canada and the UK, because (laughs) I saw we were like number 45 on the health and fitness in um, Ireland. And I was like, get out. I want to inappropriately do an accent, but then I don't want to screw it up. But no, but I mean, if they want us to have like to to sponsor a trip for us to go, just to you know, we need to say thank you in person. That's that's only polite and kind. My name is Aaron, so (laughs) I'm already halfway there. I'm I'm already there. Anyway, we love you. We are going to hit the road, but we would love for you to spend time uh, with the community, the Real WW Talk community on Facebook. Instagram, YouTube, the podcast, uh, just search Real WW Talk. And if you want to send us an email, Oprah or anyone else, we will <laughs> we will respond back to you too. Uh, just shoot it to realwwtalk at gmail.com. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. New Year. Let's do this thing. Bye. Bye. Bye.